Hey guys, it's Jazz here with another episode of Daily Journey with Christ. Today we're going to be continuing our journey through 2 Corinthians as we read chapters 10 and 11. As usual, I'll conclude today's message off with something that I have learned. But just a bit of information about myself currently is I might be taking extra breaths here and there is I have not actually done any recordings this past week as I've been really sick with a lung infection. So sometimes my breath right now is kind of coming and going, but I will do the best I can as we read through 2 Corinthians here. But for now, let's dive into God's Word. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Now I, Paul, appeal to you with the gentleness and kindness of Christ, though I realize you think I am timid in person and bold only when I write from far away. Well, I am begging you now so that when I come, I won't have to be bold with those who think we act from human motives. We are human, but we do not wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Look at the obvious facts. Those who say they belong to Christ must recognize that we belong to Christ as much as they do. I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down. So I will be ashamed of using my authority. I'm not trying to frighten you by my letters. For some say, Paul's letters are demanding and forceful, but in person he is weak and his speeches are worthless. Those people should realize that our actions when we arrive in person will be as forceful as what we say in our letters from far away. Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell us how important they are. But they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant. We will not boast about things done outside our area of authority. We will boast only about what has happened within the boundaries of the work God has given us, which includes our working with you. We are not reaching beyond these boundaries when we claim authority over you as we had never visited you. For we were the first to travel all the way to Corinth with the good news of Christ. Nor do we boast and claim credit for the work someone else has done. Instead, we hope that your faith will grow so that the boundaries of our work among you will be extended. Then we will be able to go and preach the good news in other places far beyond you where no one else is working. Then there will be no questions of our boasting about work done in someone else's territory. As the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. When people command themselves, it doesn't count for much. The important thing is for the Lord to commend them. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 I hope you will put up with this little more of my foolishness. Please bear with me, for I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ. 
But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believe. But I don't consider myself inferior in any way to these super apostles who teach such things. I may be unskilled as a speaker, but I am not lacking in knowledge. We have made this clear to you in every possible way. Was I wrong when I humbled myself and honored you by preaching God's good news to you without expecting anything in return? I robbed other churches by accepting their contributions so I could serve you at no cost. And when I was with you and didn't have enough to live on, I did not become a financial burden to anyone. For the brothers who came from Macedonia brought me all that I needed. I have never been a burden to you, and I never will be. As surely as the truth of Christ is in me, no one is in all of Greece will ever stop me from boasting about this. Why? Because I don't love you. God knows that I do. But I will continue doing what I have always done. This will undercut those who are looking for an opportunity to boast about their work in just like ours. These people are false apostles. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his serpents also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. Again, I say, don't think that I'm a fool to talk like this. But even if I do, listen to me as you would be too foolish, you too would be a foolish person, while I also boast a little. Such boasting is not from the Lord, but I'm acting like a fool. And since others boast about their human achievements, I will too. After all, you think you are so wise, but you enjoy putting up with fools. You put up with the when someone enslaves you, takes everything you have, takes advantage of you, takes control of everything, and slaps you in the face. I'm ashamed to say that we've been too weak to do that. But whatever you whatever they dare to boast about, I'm talking like a fool again. I dare to boast about it too. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they deceit? descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I've faced dangers from rivers and from robbers. I've faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I've faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I've worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then, besides all this, 
I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my feeling that weakness? Who is led astray and I do not burn with anger? If I must boast, I'd rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. God, the Father, our Lord Jesus, who is worthy of eternal praise, knows I am not lying. When I was in Dam Damascus, the governor under King Aretas kept guards at the city gates to catch me. I had to be lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall to escape from him. And that is 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and 11. The first thing that's kind of coming to my head right now is how easy it is to try to boast ourselves in this world. And that's with social media, that's with our everyday presence. And like Paul says here is, it's kind of like our natural instinct to boast about it. But what God wants us to do is only boast about him and realize that what we should be sharing with this earthly kingdom is God's love for everyone. And I think one thing that's coming to my head is I've been listening to a podcast um, in the mornings when I drive to school. And the one I listened to this morning was actually about learning to not fear in um, deceit and when bad times are happening for you. And learning that you need to find the good in the bad is it might seem bad to us in this moment, but we have to realize that God has a plan and these actions and steps are what are going to lead us closer to having that relationship with God uh, for eternity. Um, as we're talking about this is, I think one thing that's coming to my head at the moment is a lot of people will boast and like try to make, talk themselves up, I should say. Because when you talk yourself up, you actually are giving yourself confidence sometimes, or you're trying to prove a point to someone. But from experience, I've realized that just because I tell everyone how great everything's going, how um, amazing something is, is that I may be just, I'm boasting, but I might be deceiving myself. And if I'm deceiving myself, I'm actually sinning to myself and then I'm sinning to God. And these are just things that are coming to my head right now. And I'm no pastor. I have no education in this. And this is just me going off of what's coming to my heart and what I'm getting from God during this moment. But for now, that concludes this episode of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and 11. The one thing I actually want to conclude with is the Mandela effect and explaining it. So as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode is I have been quite sick in bed for the last week and actually, yeah, over a week now. And now that I'm feeling better, I've gone back to school and I'm able to actually live my everyday life again. But the one thing I started doing when I was laying in bed is, of course, you're in bed, you get bored, you go on social media, you start scrolling. And the one thing I started realizing coming up was all this stuff about the Mandela effect. And I was like, okay, what the heck is the Mandela effect? And the Mandela effect is us having like false memories or false rememberings of something that we've seen in our life. And I wanted to share some of these with you because for me, I'm starting to think like, how do I remember it? Um, so an example is the Flintstone symbol. And if you're watching this on YouTube here, 
you will be able to see. I'll put up some pictures here of some of these effects. But some people will remember the Flintstone symbol. Um, and with it, there's different ways of people remembering. The ones that most got me that was like, wait, how do I remember it? Is actually Curious George. And with Curious George, the question is, did Curious George have a tail or did he not have a tail? Or an example was Pikachu. And Pikachu from Pokemon is, the debate was, did he have a black end tail or did he have a little like brown little speck at the base of his tail? There's so many of these you can actually look up. And like, there's one that's like talking about the Bernstein bears or Bernstein bears and how people actually remember pronouncing it. And the one that always comes to my head right now is the Monopoly Man. And the reason I say this is some people remember the Monopoly character dude. I don't know if he actually has a name, but the little guy who like is at the go and like gets you out of jail, that guy, and who's always carrying the money bags, is the debate is, do we remember him having a spectacle, like a single, mon- I think it's called a monocle, um, and then, or did he not have one? And so these are just little things that I've just started like looking up to be like, is that how I remember? Is that what I want to remember it as? And it's called the Mandela effect. So if you want to check this out more, I definitely just go into Google and type in Mandela effect and you can look at all these comparisons of what we think we remember versus what it actually is. And you can see all these online debates that are happening. Anyway, that is tonight's episode and yeah, but anyway... Tune in tomorrow as we continue through 2 Corinthians. Anyway, good night, everyone.